Well, we thank God that there is a wind of the Spirit in the house of Islam, uh, that amidst the turmoil of our world, uh, that we are seeing people coming to know Christ. But we recognise that there is still suffering and difficulty in our world. Over lockdown, we've seen increasing numbers of people uh, trying to cross the channel to come into the UK. And putting the politics of that situation aside, we recognise that human story of suffering and need. And we as God's people remember our own story as Christians, the biblical story of how the Christian community was formed. We remember that God's people always found themselves in foreign lands, whether it was Abraham being sent out to a land that he did not know, or God's people in slavery in Egypt, and then making their way across foreign lands, across the wilderness, towards the promised land. That's a story of mass migration of a whole nation. Or again, God's people carried off into captivity in Babylon, and then making the journey back to their own land, a land that had been ravaged by war that had to be rebuilt. We think also of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, a refugee in Egypt. Uh, one who was fleeing from Herod. We as God's people, as Christians, are to be the people of compassion, who understand biblically something of what it means to suffer. And that story of leaving behind a land which we love. And so we ask for the Holy Spirit's help this morning to identify with those in need. And let's pray for them now. Lord, we thank you that you are sovereign over all the events in our world. We thank you that you can use situations like war and political turmoil, that you can use even viruses like COVID to call a people to yourself, to shake up the world and turn hearts and minds to you. And we thank you that you are doing that and we thank you that you will build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail. And yet there is still suffering in our world as we await the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And our hearts break, Lord, over those who are suffering, trying to come to safety, to find safety for themselves and for their children. And we identify in some part with that and we would do the same. And our hearts break that in our own city of Glasgow, we read of young ladies like this girl Mercy from Uganda who has died this week by starving to death because she had nothing to eat. Lord, we weep over that, that such tragedies should happen as she dies next to her young baby. Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on all those in need. And help us to be a merciful people. And so Lord we want to pray together this morning in our homes where we are the Lord's Prayer. And so we say together now. Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
the power and the glory forever and ever. And we all say in our homes, Amen. We'll turn to your Bibles now. And we're going to have a reading again from Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 20. And here is Kat McFarland, along with some of our young people, bringing these verses to life in only a way they can. This morning's reading is from Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 20. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk and wine, <laughs> um, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always oh, doing thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thank you for that creative reading. Well, last week we began looking at these verses and we considered how we as God's people are to be wise about how we use our time. And we were reminded that we as God's people are a people of eternity. In Christ, our lives are not constrained to the here and now. As we pass through death, we have that assurance, hallelujah, that we are going to enter into eternal life. And that gives us a whole new perspective on time. We noted that that fellowship that we enjoy with one another and with the Lord, it's going to last forever. But we also noted that we have this whole set of other relationships in our world with friends and family that don't have that eternal dimension. All of us have people that we love, that we care about, that we spend time with, who don't know the Lord. And therefore, they're not going to be spending eternity with us. Our time with them is short. We only have 40, 50, 60, 70 years. How can we make the most of that opportunity in order to shift that relationship? So it's not just earthbound, but it's bound in eternity as well. And so we have this gospel imperative as God's people. Our desire is to prioritise our time, to make most of every opportunity, to shape our time in such a way that these people will come to know the Lord. And we noted that the biblical model for evangelism and discipleship is not activity-based but relational. It's about being intentional about developing those relationships so that we can get to a point where we naturally talk about those deeper things, where we can bring faith into those conversations. And so we went away to pray and to think about three people who over the next 12 months we can invest time in, bringing faith into our conversations, going out for dinner and coffee and spending time with them, but in our conversations talking about the Lord. Hopefully you've been beginning to think about those that you can reach out to. And we noted if 150 of us reached out to three people over the next 12 months and pray to God that they keep to faith, that would be 450 people reached with the gospel. And imagine if those 450 people came to faith and told three others the following year. In 48 months, in two years, 
not 48 months, 24 months. In two years, that would be 1,350 people reached with the gospel. And so wise people understand time, they invest their time wisely, and time speaking about Jesus with our friends and family is never time wasting. So wise people understand time, and this morning as we come back to these verses, we want to say that wise people are filled with the Holy Spirit. R.T. Kendall speaks about the silent divorce in the church between the Word and the Spirit. And he says this, we need both the sun and the rain to give beauty and balance in nature. Likewise, we need both the Word and the Spirit in order to understand God and his ways. The Word is like the sun, the Spirit is like the rain. One without the other will result in a natural disaster. It has been said before, all word and no spirit and we dry up. All spirit and no word and we blow up. But with both word and spirit, we grow up. My experience has been that many word people honestly feel no need for more of the spirit. While many spirit people often want more time for worship rather than solid biblical exposition. But in the Hebridean revival, Word and Spirit came together powerfully. And when that happens, those who come to see hear the Word of God. And those who come to hear the Word of God see the power of God. That's exciting. I think about Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. And Peter preaches this powerful gospel message enabled by the Spirit. But what does he say to begin that sermon in the street? Well, he points to the other disciples and followers of Jesus around him. And he says to the crowd, these people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. What a fantastic sermon opener. There's this manifestation of the Spirit that is clear to all the crowd. The Spirit was resting on God's disciples and followers. And what was the conclusion amongst the crowd? It was that they were drunk, but this was God's holy empowering. So much so that as the gospel is proclaimed in word, verse 27, people are cut to the heart and ask, what shall we do to be saved? And then they hear the answer, repent and be baptised. And over 3,000 people respond to the message, word and spirit coming together. We think about the Hebridean revival and word and spirit coming together and sweeping the islands and people kneeling at the side of the road and crying out to God to have mercy on them and to save them. And the believers who have been waiting upon God in prayer spending time in his word, were suddenly filled with the Holy Spirit and they experienced something of God's glory descending upon them and upon the church in which they are gathered. You've got a deep thirst for the Lord. We have to admit 
that most of us wander at times. There are times that we really desire it in life. More of him, more of his spirit, more of his glory, more of his word, more of his holy presence. And then there are times when we just need to be shaken up again. Paul says, don't get drunk on wine that leads to debauchery. It's an unwise use of your time and we see it happening in our city every weekend. But rather, Paul says this, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Get drunk, not on wine, but on the Holy Spirit. That's the picture in Acts 2. Peter says, these men and women that you see around you, they're not drunk in alcohol. They are full of the Holy Spirit. What was going on that he had to say that? Paul's point here is twofold. Firstly, let's talk about getting drunk in a good way. The thing about getting drunk, or so I'm told, is that you don't stay drunk. In order to remain in a state of drunkenness, you have to keep having another drink. Paul takes that analogy, but he rechannels the focus of people onto the Holy Spirit. And he says, basically, be filled with the Holy Spirit. This isn't a once-in-a-lifetime event. This is a constant refilling. There's a story of the church that offered prayer after the service for anyone who wanted to receive it. And every Sunday they would offer prayer and every Sunday the same man would go forward for prayer week after week. Well, eventually the pastor decided that he better go and have a chat with this gentleman. He sat him down and he said, Jimmy, why is it that you go forward to receive prayer every single Sunday? Jimmy replied, Pastor, it's because... I leak. And isn't that true of all of us? Well, that we would recognise that in ourselves, that we would recognise that we are all Jimmies. As we live our lives week by week, the reality is that we rub up against things that cause the Holy Spirit to leak out of us. Sin in our hearts and minds. Things that cause us to be selfish. Things that deplete the Holy Spirit within us. Every wrong thought, word or action. Every sinful thing we view or hear or engage with. Every selfish and stubborn action where we rely on ourselves rather than God. And it causes the Holy Spirit to leak out of us. We need to confess our sin and we need to be filled again with the Holy Spirit daily, perhaps even hourly. Acts 2 and the Holy Spirit comes. By Acts 4 the church is waiting on God again and it says in verse 31, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly, spirit and word coming together. In Acts 6 as they look for leaders in the church, note what one of the qualifications is, it says this, select from among you seven men of good reputation and full of the spirit 
and of wisdom whom we may put in charge. Looking to set aside leaders and they're looking for those that are full of the Spirit. Spirit-filled leaders. With that Spirit-filling comes wisdom. Well, that we might pray for the leaders of our church, that we might be Spirit-filled. Acts 11, and it speaks of Barnabas. And how is he described in verse 24? Well, he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Then it says a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Wonderful description of his character. Here is a good man, full of the Holy Spirit. And as that Holy Spirit flows out of him, so many are coming to faith under his ministry. That's point one of our sermon that we saw last week. That discipleship and the need now for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order that we can engage in that. Often we have this misunderstanding of this filling of the Spirit. Some of us have been brought up in traditions where we have become weary of it. But here are these great people of God, great people in the Bible and they are filled with the Spirit. And as the Spirit is within them, so it births other things like wisdom and of faith and all these great gifts that can be used to serve God and to witness for God. And that is the purpose behind the infilling. And that is the essence of the Holy Spirit. We need that constant filling. It is the divine power of God in order for us to live for him to serve him to witness for him without him all these things are impossible I'm going to preach to myself now my ministry is useless unless I'm constantly filled with the spirit in my own power I can do nothing and if I'm relying on myself rather than relying on the Holy Spirit I'm going to become a hindrance to you as a church. For the staff team in the church, for the leadership team in the church, we need to be praying that we would be men and women of God filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if we are filled with the Spirit, then we're going to see a new dynamic in ministry. This is one of the things that we ask you as a congregation to pray for. That all our leaders in the church, across the church, might be filled with the Spirit. And as we look for emerging leaders, we want to look for those who are full of the Spirit. But there's more because Peter reminds us of God's word through Joel and Acts. And it says this, in those days I'm going to pour out my Spirit on all people. And that is you watching today. God's Spirit, God's power is available for you today. And you can't live for Jesus in the context in which he has placed you without the Holy Spirit. Whether that be in the home or in your school or university or workplace. You need the power of God within you. And God wants you to be spoken of this morning as someone who is full of the Spirit. How do we do that? How are we filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? Well, very simply, it happens through prayer it is a gift from God we just need to ask for it and in asking for it firstly we need to confess our sin before God we need to ask for his forgiveness 
We need to say sorry, God, for not relying on you, for trying to do life in my own power and strength. Sorry, God, for that wrong word, that wrong thought, that wrong attitude or action, which I know hurt you. Forgive me. And then just simply pray, Lord, fill me anew. And I promise you that God loves to answer that prayer. And sometimes, like Jimmy, it can be done with others. There's a great blessing in praying together with others, even confessing sin to one another and asking others to pray with us. Not that they have the power to give us, but it demonstrates that earnest seeking which God delights in. And as we are filled with the Spirit, so the Spirit also, in a positive way, begins to leak out of us in a positive way, touching the lives of others, impacting them. And one way that this is evidenced is through our worship and thanksgiving. Looks what it says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a strange thing to talk about in COVID times, where actually we can't physically sing in one another's presence. And I know that many of us are missing that. Worship is a powerful gift. Divine music has the power to minister to us because the Spirit works through it. And as an overflow of the Spirit, as a mark of a Spirit-filled community, we should be speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and songs. This isn't about turning our lives and the Christian community into some sort of strange musical uh, where there's no dialogue between us and we just go around singing to one another. That would be a bit strange. But there is something in this picture of building one another up, of worship being a way that we can fix one another's eyes onto God, that through singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, that we remind one another of God, of his character, of his promises, that we remind one another of who God is and of what God has done. And we need those reminders, don't we, of how great our God is, especially amongst these difficult times. We need to remind one another through psalms and hymns and songs that God is still at work, of his character, of the great things that he has done, that he is most worthy of praise. I was chatting to Liz the other day, you'll be glad to hear that, and I talked to my wife. And she was wisely saying uh, that one of the things that would be helpful at this time is just reminding each other uh, and being thankful in one another's presence for who God is and for what he has done. And we need those reminders to lift up our vision in difficult times. And so we thought about putting together another video um, where each of us could just record one thing that we are thankful for. So for example, we could record ourselves and we could just say, I'm thankful for God's 
faithfulness during this pandemic. I'm thankful for the way that God healed me from COVID. I'm thankful for God's presence with me at this difficult time. I'm thankful that God has allowed me to be reunited with my family after shielding. I'm thankful that God has enabled me to go back to school now and able to see my friends. Would you think over the next week from the youngest person to the oldest just of one thing that you are thankful for? Thankfulness amidst the storm. We're recognising this is difficult. We're recognising that we are in a storm and that storm is continuing. But we're also recognising that here is God, that God is with us in that storm. And so we want to just think back over the last few months and just think of one thing that we are thankful for. To lift up our gaze, but also to encourage one another. To lift up each other's gaze to God and remind one another of who God is. To be reminded that God never leaves us. That God never forsakes us. So that's your task for the week ahead. Begin just to think of one thing that you're thankful for. And then over the coming week, I'll send out some details to you as a church. But like we did with the greetings video, of how you can just record yourself saying one thing that you are thankful for. And then in the coming weeks, we'll give time to the tech team to put that all together, because that's a lot of work. But then at some point in September, in one of the services, as we get all those videos in, then we'll put something together that hopefully will be an act of worship, that hopefully will encourage us and hopefully will lift up our eyes to help us all to give thanksgiving to God. I'm going to pray for you now and then we're going to hear a song. And that song itself is a prayer and just take some moments as that song is playing. The words of the song say, fill me in you, spirit of the living God. Use those words as a prayer to invite God to come and to fill you and you this morning. Because if you're like me and you're like Jimmy, then you leak and you'll need that fresh filling today. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray a blessing on all those who are watching this morning. We thank you that we too can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we pray that each one of us might be spoken of by you, by others, as a man or a woman or a young person or a child that is full of the Holy Spirit. We pray that as you fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you might turn our hearts into this overflow of worship and gratitude and thanksgiving to you. Help us this morning, even if we've been in a difficult week, a difficult place this day, to lift up our eyes and just to think and record and write down one thing that we are thankful for. And we pray that in the coming weeks that we can bless and encourage one another as we share those things with each other. Watch over us we pray and fill us afresh now. We say welcome Holy Spirit. Amen.